Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. And today on this episode, I want to chat through how to best prepare for a productive and playful summer. Productive and playful summers don't just happen by accident. They are intentional. They are planned. And it's something that I am adamant about in past years. I've shared bucket list preparations, what we do as a family, practical things to make summer the most meaningful and playful time possible and some tips and tricks around that. So I just wanted to introduce that to you because it's going to be a great episode with tons of tangible tips for you to take away and implement into your summer. So let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome back into today's episode. If you are just hanging out with us for the first time, my name is Katie Fleming and I am the host of the Ambitious Motherhood podcast here in your earbuds right now. I am a business and success mentor for mom entrepreneurs who are looking to build profitable businesses, full-time incomes online without the stress, without the overwhelm, and without sacrificing their family life. I am a big fan of building a business that matches your desired mom life. You're not going to put mom life and your lifestyle on hold to build your business. We're going to figure out a way for you to be profitable while you are still taking care of one of the best things in your life, your kids, your family, your household. So if that's you and your heart today, I'm excited to chat with you. We're going to talk today about preparing for a productive and playful summer. Yeah, it can be both productive and playful. I want to just start off right now as I'm saying that to say that if you are anything like me, Oftentimes, if we have too much rest, too much downtime, too much, I guess, non-productive time, it's weird. It drains me. Like I feel myself just being drained and not as effective in all of the areas of my life. So that is just personally me. It's something I've learned about myself and you've kind of got to gauge this for yourself. How much rest time do you require? How much productive time do you require? How much play time do you require? And I am very much somebody who needs to incorporate all three elements in a a very specific balance, if that makes any sense. So we're going to talk through those three areas, play, rest, and work. And let's just say this. So throughout the year, we are faced with changes in seasons, changes in pace in our environments. And it's something we have to look at, especially as women and mothers. We have to look at how this change of pace affects our work life and our home life, and our personal life. Summer is a huge change in pace for us. It means different schedules. It means more pool and beach days. It means probably more like tantrums, probably more snack requests from the kids. If you've got littles, you know, they're coming to you 20,000 times a day. And I'm sure there's some other podcasts out there that might have tips to help you manage that end of it. That's not what you're getting from this today. But we want to be able to set up the plan, the expectations and plans up front for how you want your summer to go and putting in the planning necessary to make it memorable as well as productive so that you end the summer feeling like, hey, I didn't waste time. We enjoyed the kids. I'm not feeling burnt out. I'm not frustrated in my work or feeling like I didn't make any progress. But if we don't set aside this time up front to prepare how we will intentionally weave in these three core elements into our summer, I guarantee you be left feeling disappointed, okay? Because that is what I've done in summers before. 
So as you are beginning to change pace and see things change in your world, I want to encourage you to really set some time, listen to this episode, but also schedule in some time to set aside and think through what your time looks like. And you will find me doing this throughout the year. Every time a massive schedule change happens, changes in the, like the fall is another example, or even Christmas, New Year, spring, summer. Anytime your husband's schedule changes, your life changes, your work changes, like whatever kind of changes happen, this warrants a opportunity for you to sit down and really think, how do I need to adjust my business and my life to match what I want it to be? So take those times, take those little shifts as opportunities to plan and rearrange. There is nothing wrong with that. So for the ambitious mama listening in today, you got to know yourself. You got to know how much you value and need the three elements that I'm about to discuss and know that all three are very important. You need all three. You really, really do. So the three are planning for play, planning for rest, and planning for work. So let's start with play. What meaningful experiences do you want to have this summer? That's the first question I want you to ask yourself. What meaningful experiences do you want to have? What activities do you want to do? Are there any people you want to see? What do you want to do with your kids this summer? And the way I like to do this is I love to just brain dump all of the possible options. For example, right now there are blueberries in season around here and I'd love to take the girls to pick them. So that needs to go on the list and it probably needs to be prioritized because blueberries are not going to be around all summer. So that's kind of what I mean. What splash pads in your area are open? What special events are coming up? What friends do you want to see? What relationships do you want to cultivate? Do you want to go see grandma this summer? Where is she at? How's that going to work? Do you want to read a chapter book with your kid? Or is there some kind of special thing you want to do? I remember when my brother and I were probably seven and nine years old, maybe. I don't even know. But we were living in Texas at the time. And AMC Movies, who remembers this? You'll have to let me know on Instagram if you remember this. But AMC Movies every summer would do this thing where if you read a book, you would get some kind of like reward system. And then you go to the movies, you get like a free little kids thing and you get to watch a movie with your mom and it was like free or something. I don't know. But it was cool and it encouraged kids to read and it was just a fun thing for my mom and I and my brother to do. And then there was this other thing that same summer where there was cows or longhorns. I'm pretty sure they were cows. They might have been longhorns. There were, let's just go with longhorns because it's Texas and that feels like it makes more sense to me than cows. So there were cat longhorns painted like all different type of things. And if you live in Florida and Jacksonville, they have the same thing with jaguars. But in Texas, it was longhorns that were painted different themes. Like there's a Fiesta one and there was like this Astros baseball one and like all these different ones. They were all scattered throughout the town. And we made it an excursion. Like we went to find different ones or we would go to this one one day and go try to find the other one the other day. And it was like this thing. So I remember that being a summer activity. And the memories that happen around that, it's not anything big. It's not anything glamorous. It's not anything that cost an arm and a leg. They were just times for my mom to enjoy hanging out with us and have something for us to do. Memory making, right? So we kind of talked about that memory making on the last episode with Allison Carter. But I want you to think about intentionally what kind of things do you want to do? They don't have to be complicated. They don't have to be expensive. I mean, like last year, let me just like run down a few things I had on my list last year. Last year, baking cookies was one of those things. Making homemade pizzas was one of those things. A water balloon fight, drawing chalk on the driveway, going to the beach. There were some splash pads we wanted to try. 
There were some friends we wanted to hang out with. There was family we wanted to see, books we wanted to read. And let me try and think, what else was there? And then there was some big stuff like Topgolf or SeaWorld or stuff like that. So make a list of all of your things, okay? And get your kids involved. It depends on how old they are, but definitely get your kids involved. Just really, I want you to also think as we kind of transition into the next part of this, what kind of play do you on your own want to experience? How do you want to invest in your (laughs) playtime? As a mom, that <laughs> sounds silly, but it's really true. Play is so important. And so I want you to think, what kind of play, what kind of outings do I as a mom, as a woman, as me want to do? So think girls, wine bar nights, sampling, tastings, like that could be fun. Beach trip with your mom or your best friend or something like that. And, you know, maybe it can be just like you getting out of the house and having a coffee date with yourself or getting a massage or something like that or going to a float tank, which one of my clients told me about that. And that's so fun. I need to do that. But a sensory deprivation type tank where you just go float for an hour and you have all kinds of brilliant ideas, which she did. So the main thing I want you to know here is you have to ask for what you need and then you have to get it on the schedule. And what I found to be true with my husband, and let me know if you can attest to this, but what I found to be true is that our husbands are typically more than willing and all about helping and giving us what we need when we just ask. They can't read our minds. They definitely can't. (laughs) They don't read our emotions all that well because we're kind of complicated creatures, right? I mean, it's true. But Whenever I ask and say, hey, this is what I need, instead of expecting him to be like some fake, not even real Prince Charming, I mean, he's amazing. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is that I think we put a lot of pressure on our husbands to to give us what we could just ask for ourselves. So really, it looks like this. Hey, babe, I'm really wanting to go to a wine date with my, my good girlfriends. I was thinking Monday or I was thinking Thursday. Which night would be better for you to watch the kids? Like, come on, right? So yeah, take a little bit of initiative and ask for what you need and get it on the schedule, okay? So we're gonna kind of wrap up the play section, but play is so important and I want you to definitely make sure you weave that in to your summer, which you will if you have kids, you're gonna be doing a lot of play. (laughs) They're gonna be waking up saying, mommy, where are we going today? Mommy, what are we doing today? Mommy, how are you going to entertain me today? (laughs) So plan for rest. That's the second thing I wanna chat about, planning for rest. Okay, so the first question I want you to ask yourself is, what fills your cup? Is it friends? Is it people? Is it adventures and like experiences? Is it you sitting alone on the porch with people, your children actually taking a nap? You not working on work and you just actually being able to dive into a book you've been wanting to read? Or does it look like you sitting in the sun and getting some tan, getting a tan? What is gonna fill your cup this summer? Big or small, what is going to fill your cup? Then I want you to ask, how can you nurture yourself this summer? We've already probably got looser than normal schedules because it's the summer. We're not having to be up at the crack of dawn, showering everybody, getting everybody's hair done, dress, shoes on, out the door, all that stuff, right? So it's a little bit more unstructured. But how can you nurture yourself this summer? How can you give yourself some more room? How can you really just take care of yourself? So maybe that might look like, I know some gals that I talk to, they like to take mid-morning baths. Okay, cool. Structure that in. Let's make sure we prioritize that. Or maybe it looks like nighttime, your husband takes the lead on bedtime routine and you just get some quiet time. 
to just decompress after the day and he takes the reins with bedtime. Like, what does it look like to nurture yourself this summer? Really think about that and ask yourself that question. And then like I mentioned in the last part, ask for what you need and prioritize it, okay? And then the next part of this is what will, what will your routines be? And it's summer, so it's not like rigid, right? But I think loose routines are really, really good in summer. Loose routines are everything. Loose routines are going to help you transition into the fall and back to school so much easier than if you would have just thrown everything to whatever. Who cares about bedtime? So I'm a big proponent on routines. My kids really operate well on routines. I really operate well on routines. Honestly, I think humans operate really well on routines. And I've said it before, but structure breeds a lot of freedom. And I'm not saying rigid structure in the sense that like, oh, your friend invited you to like watch fireworks and that's going to mean you're not going to be home until like 930 and that's way past bedtime. There's a time and a place, but that's what having structure, having routine allows you to make the flexible decisions to do something like that because you've gotten good sleep throughout the week. That's just an example, but definitely consider having loose routines. What is a loosey-goosey routine going to look like through the summer? So here's what I'm thinking. There's going to be days in my week where I have help with the kids. And I'll get to that part in the next little section of this talk. And there's going to be days where there's no help. So what are those days with help and without help? What are those routines loosely going to look like? Loosely. I'm not saying time block every 10 minutes. I'm just saying like, what does that look like? Are we going to spend the mornings outside? Are we going to spend some time like doing fun little games and sight words and like learning stuff? Is that important to you? Are you going to have any kind of structured reading time? Is that important to you and your kids? Like what are those things that matter to y'all? And then how are you going to loosely structure that in? So really kind of get that loose schedule down. It's going to give you a lot more rest, I think, when you've got kind of a general idea of what your days are going to look like and your kids can have a general idea. That way, all the routines you've been living with the rest of the year aren't just going to go to like crap, okay? So that is the things I want you to consider for planning for rest. And the third thing I want to chat about is planning for work. And I mentioned this a little bit before, but if you're anything like me, if you have creative energy or things to do and client calls and all this creative pent up energy, I have to plan for this. I have to plan, especially for the creative work, the white space time for me to just think and be. Otherwise, I'm going to be stressed. I'm going to be anxious. I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to be my best. And our kids need and deserve our best. So knowing that about myself, I know that I need time to work. I need time because it fulfills me and it brings me joy. And that joy that I bring into my motherhood is everything. So let's plan for that. Let's definitely plan for that. So the first thing I want you to think about is what does your ideal summer work schedule look like? Maybe your kids are going to summer school. They have like some kind of summer program, which is awesome, or camps, or they're hanging out at your friend's house who's got a kid the same age and they're like just gonna hang out so you can get some time done. Like what does it look like? Do you want a sitter? Do your kids still nap? Look at your specific situation and think realistically, how much time do you have in your day to work without the kids? Because like, I'm not a big fan personally of working while they're awake. I mean, it it rarely ever gets done. And it's usually just, if I do, it's usually just very high level, not very deep intellectual work. It's just like, oh, sending an email or, oh, responding to this inquiry or admin stuff, right? So identify what your ideal is, okay? And then I want you to just think like, the best thing you can do in this situation is to just think, what is your ideal life this summer look like work-wise and then start to put out feelers for what you want 
text some sitters that you have and say, here's what I'm thinking. Do you think you can support me in this? Do you know of anybody who would be able to help me? Or think, do is there like a middle schooler that lives a couple houses down that would love love to watch your kids and her mom would probably love to have the experience for her daughter. You're going to be home. So there's a lot of opportunities for this. Now, I am definitely talking from a young kid mom perspective. So if you've got teenagers or preteens or even high schoolers like this, it's a different ball game. Okay, I don't even know. They, I would imagine they get easier, but maybe they get harder. I don't, I don't know. So just look at your life and think, what do I really want? And start to put your feelers out. Send the text, look on care.com actually start asking around, put out into the world what it is you're wanting to experience this summer and just watch and see how it starts to happen. So that would be my biggest tip in that case. We're not going to be working the same hours we were working, right? That's got to be obvious unless you've structured it that way. But for most of us, you're probably not going to be working the same amount of hours you were working and that's okay. So I want to introduce you if you don't already know about this or just remind you if you do, the Pareto principle or the 80-20 principle. And the 80-20 principle says that 80% of your results are driven by 20% of your actions. Okay, what does that mean in layman's terms? That means that the majority of the results you're experiencing in your business, income, clients, social media engagement, any of that stuff, 80% of that is driven by 20% of your efforts. 20% of the tasks on your to-do list are actually driving that forward. So, okay, that means that 80% of the crap you're doing doesn't really matter. 80% of the stuff you're doing only actually attributes to 20% of your results. So like, think about it. If we're gonna have to cut back on things this summer, and honestly, like this is something to consider in the regular year, when like you're feeling stressed because you've got to write that thing and do that Pinterest thing and then oh my gosh you got to write an email and then you got to network and then you got to like all of this stuff like realize that 80% of that crap it don't matter it don't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> so here's what I want you to do I want you to really get clear what are the things you're doing on a daily basis to grow your business like right now Like, what are you doing to market your business, to create content, to network, to serve your clients? What are those things that you're doing? And I want you to really identify the 20%. What 20% actually matters? Actually matters. Yeah, actually matters. Like scrolling Instagram for 45 minutes to an hour every day doesn't actually matter. So really think about that. Get hard on yourself about that. And really the best way to do this is to just start to take an intake. Like today's Monday. You're listening to this podcast probably on a Monday. But whatever day you're listening to this, just take inventory of everything you're doing. Like right now, you're listening to a podcast. Cool. Hopefully you're like in a car or something where you're multitasking and that's okay. But When you're working, identify those tasks that you're doing. Because if you're researching the latest and greatest way to potentially market your product that you haven't even created yet, probably not the best choice of time, right? Just saying. So anyway, if you have any questions about what constitutes the 20% task, let me know on Instagram. Let's chat through it. I would love to ask you questions to see what it is you've been doing and help you identify those 20% tasks that are gonna be the money makers. That is the key. So yeah, I think the biggest thing in summer is to prioritize those tasks and give yourself permission to table the rest of them. If you haven't ever launched your Pinterest account and gotten that up and running, summer may not be the time to do that. You know what I'm saying? 
So just really get clear with yourself about your goals, what you want to accomplish, and then which tasks are actually going to drive your income forward. All right, the next thing I want to talk about is having a way to track and store your brilliant ideas. Because if you're anything like me and and a majority of the women I work with, we get a ton of inspiration, a ton of ideas, a ton of clarity and creativity comes from resting and playing and just being present. So I guarantee you this summer, you will get tons of inspiration. But what I want you to realize and what I'm telling myself, preaching to the choir here, I never completely understood what that meant, but I'm pretty sure I'm saying it right. But anyway, preaching to the choir here because I'm totally going to have to remind myself of this 20,000 times this summer. Here's what you need to remember. You're going to get tons of inspiration, but you may not, you probably won't have the time or the bandwidth to execute on them this summer. We need to understand that, that if you get an idea in June or the late June and early July, you're probably not going to have the bandwidth to implement them and start to marinate on them and actually move them into an action phase. So knowing that ideas are coming your way, knowing that inspiration is coming your way, I want you to have a system to track these ideas because that's going to help you feel like, all right, I'm not going to lose these ideas. They're still going to be there at the end of summer. They're still going to be quite awesome. And I can still, as I continue to think on them and have more thoughts on them, I can add some things to them. So think about what is your system in place to track them? And for me, the thing I like to do is when an idea comes into my world, into my brain, I will track it in my brain dump list. And this is taken through Evernote or your notes app on your phone or wherever it is. But basically just one list where every thought to do item comes into my brain it goes right into that list for me to process on a weekly basis. So capture that. And then once it's in that list, on a weekly basis, I go through that list. But what I'll do it from there with the ideas, maybe it's content ideas, maybe it's business ideas, maybe it is a joint venture idea, or maybe it is some kind of a collaboration and networking idea. So whatever the idea is, I will take that then and put it into a board in my project management software that kind of keeps it long term so that I don't ever lose it. It's still there. I'll go through that list frequently just to kind of peruse it and see, get re-inspired, all of that good stuff. So these ideas are not being wasted. We're just understanding that, okay, girl, you can't tackle all of this this summer. You got tiny humans to take care of. You got a business to continue to run. You've got income producing activities to focus on. You're brilliant. You got incredible inspiration, but we just can't do it all right now. So that is the biggest thing to think about and have a way to store and track your inspiration. And the next thing I want to say is get creative. Decide what you want. Okay, this is kind of reiterating what I already said. Decide what you want your work life to look like this summer and just start putting your feelers out there. Hey, I'm looking for this. Hey, do you know of anybody who could help? Or whatever it is, right? So think about that. Start putting your feelers out, asking friends if they're sending their kids to a summer program, what that looks like, all that good stuff. And if you have any tips or how you are doing this, how you are structuring your summer work life, let me know over on Instagram. I would love to hear from you and also highlight it for our entire community so that we can all learn and get some inspiration from how you are choosing to weave in work play and rest this summer. So let's talk about some practical tips, scheduling tips as you move into summer and as we wind down this episode. So the biggest thing I think is fun is to get the kids involved in making a summer bucket list to track through with your kids. So I'm going to say this because inevitably every year for like the overachievers, the perfectionists, you're going to want to bust through that entire summer bucket list. And some of you will. But if you feel any, any stress or guilt around completing it, just know that it's not 
Like, I don't hold it as a rigid thing. Like, if we get through it, we get through it. If we don't, we don't. It's fine, whatever. But it's just a fun little way for y'all as a family to track what you've accomplished and done and what memories you've made and how you've gone through your summer. So that's a fun way to do it. I have a visual representation on your fridge or something like that. The next thing I want you to do is schedule a time with yourself. Maybe it's a coffee date with yourself to really think through your summer plans and how you want to spend your summer playing, resting, and working. I want you to also think about scheduling a restful day or a trip with your hubby. If you've got grandparents around, this is a great way to say, hey, can you watch the kids while we go out to a date night or you go maybe to a resort that's close by for a night or something like that. Some kind of a restful day trip with your husband. This is so important to cultivate this time with him, especially during the summer. So take advantage of that. Maybe if you've got a sitter that can come over and watch the kids for the day and into the night and you guys can have a day trip that turns into a late-ish night, you know, that's a, a fun thing to do. And another thing I want you to schedule is schedule your back to school, new year, get back into the swing of things, date with yourself. Because you're going to do the same thing. You're going to have another intentional time where you sit down and start to plan for the new year. So maybe you've already started to get supply lists from your kids' schools and you've got those stuffed in a pile somewhere. Plan that day on your calendar with yourself for you to actually be able to to reopen that and relook at it and start to plan for the school year. What clothes do they need? What supplies do they need? What's your driving plan going to look like? What is all that going to look like? What's your work schedule going to look like? So maybe this is a good idea for late July, super early August, but probably late July to really plan towards this. Okay, I love this one. And I have to admit, I'm only thinking of this because I have a kindergartner this year. So I'm having, my oldest is going to kindergarten. But I wish I would have always done this. But I've always been kind of the one that's like, oh, first day of school, sweet. Yay, now I can go work. And, you know, going home and doing the work. But this is, a, this is important because this is a milestone. Sending your kids back to school is a milestone. So I want you to plan your first day of school celebration with yourself or with a girlfriend or two or three or however many. <laughs> but plan your first day of school celebration. I mean, this is so fun. I mean, my parents used to do this. I think I think mostly, especially when we were in kindergarten, they might have continued doing it farther into school. I don't know. I'll have to ask them. But planning just a little first day of school celebration just go to like brunch somewhere and like enjoy a mimosa and some like breakfast biscuits. I don't know. I don't really eat breakfast, but I'm going to on this day. So plan a first day of school celebration with yourself and definitely let me know if you do this. And then I want you to plan your weekly brain dump and planning sessions, even through the summer. You know I'm a huge fan of this. You know I'm a huge fan of weekly planning, weekly brain dumps, so that you can go through that list you've been creating that I talked about, that list of ideas, list of things you want to do, list of tasks, list of all the things. And you can assimilate them and you can continue to plan your week so that you can be the most productive and playful in all of these areas, work, play, and rest. So that's my biggest tip is to have loose schedules throughout the summer to continue planning your brain dumps and your planning sessions, and to really be intentional with scheduling time for yourself, scheduling time for your work, watching your tasks that you're doing, making sure those 20% tasks that you're focusing on are creating the 80% of the results you're looking for. And that is really, in a nutshell, how to prepare for a productive and playful summer. Now, I would love for you to share with us 
throughout the summer with our community. You can share with me on Instagram at Katie Fleming what it is you're doing this summer so that we can continue to inspire the other moms in our community, how you're weaving in play, rest, and work into your summer with your kids. So definitely tag us at Katie Fleming with any tips, tricks, advice, stories, what it is you're doing so that we can share that with our community of other ambitious mamas out there. Okay, hey, so I totally forgot that I told you two weeks ago that I was going to tell you what I'm loving and what I'm reading, and I completely forgot to record it. So here we are, days before the episode's going live, and my amazing podcast editor was like, hey girl, you remember you said that thing? You need to do that thing. So here we are recording this little bit for you. Okay, so let me just tell you what I am loving and what I am reading. Let's do this thing. So let's start with what I am into. Now, this is not necessarily a new thing, but it is something that I have been out searching for this week. And if you're my client listening to this, this might be a spoiler alert. But one of the things I absolutely love are fringe notebooks, like to the point of obsession. Like to the point where if I start getting to the end of a notebook and I don't have another one on hand, it starts to get bad. Like I start freaking out. Because one time I was to the end of the notebook and I can't go without a journal. The ideas and the journaling that I do and like everything like that, I have to have a journal. I have to have a notebook. Like we're burning through these things one a month. That's how much I use it for coaching calls, for ideas and brainstorming and all the work that I do with my clients. Because a lot of times, guys, I'm like a second brain for the gals that I work with. So I'm strategizing my business, their business, journaling, writing, all of the things. So my absolute favorite. So now that I'm telling you this, you better not go buy out the stock at my TJ Maxx. Okay, okay. Stay out of Jacksonville. Just kidding. Okay, so the brand is Fringe. And I'm telling you, this is like legit the best notebook, okay? I used to be like totally Costco notebook fan for a couple reasons. They were cheap. It was like three for 12 bucks. And they were black. So I could just have uniform colors and everything would look the same and it was great. But they weren't bound. So they had like a hard thing. And then Costco stopped selling them. They started selling smaller versions and random, random prints. So I couldn't deal. So my good friend recommended Fringe and I have been obsessed, you guys, obsessed. So let me just tell you, TJ Maxx, Home Goods, and Marshalls are all technically in the same family, but TJ Maxx, that's where you need to go. Sure, yeah, you could find it at every one of them, but TJ Maxx, y'all, has been delivering lately. So much so, I couldn't just pick one for me. I had to pick multiple. <laughs> and they had planners too, and I was kind of excited. So, you know, it's it's really good for client gifts. You know, I was at the checkout line with like 10 in my hand, and the lady was looking at me like, "Okay, you all right?" And I was like, "It's for my they're for my clients." Okay, chill. Chill. And a couple of them are for me. <laughs> just kidding. They're for my clients. I already had a big stash at home from the last time I found a big plethora of them at the store. So anywho, that is what I am loving right now. You're welcome. Just go buy the journal. You will find such bliss as you write from your little hand. And they're not expensive. They're like six bucks. Not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. So what I'm reading, to be honest with you, I don't think I've started a new book in the past couple weeks. I mean, if you're familiar with the way I operate in terms of reading books, I tend to read a lot at one time. So I am halfway through and I haven't decided how I feel about it. So I will have to let you know 
it's kind of very fluffy. Like there's not a lot of meat to it and I thought there would be, but it's a quick read. So it is called The Prosperous Coach and I got it from my library and I've got like two more days to finish it because renewal's coming up and I don't really, like I, I need to finish it in two days. We can handle that, right? So that is what I am currently reading. The jury is still out on whether or not it's good. <laughs> so far it's not. I mean, it's fine. But so far, it's really not that exciting, and I'm halfway through it. So I would probably say odds are it's not recommendable, but that is what I am reading. So I hope you've enjoyed this little segment of what I'm loving and enjoying and what I am reading, and I'm excited to chat with you guys next week. Okay, so that is what I am loving and what I am reading. Thank you so much to my team for catching this little thing, this little blip. Oops, Katie, you forgot something. So let me get back to the original ending to this podcast. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. I know you've enjoyed hanging out as I have as well. And like I just mentioned, I love to connect over on Instagram. So feel free to DM me anytime. You're going to get a response right back from me. And I just love that community we've created and cultivated over there. And the biggest thing I want to leave you with today, mamas, is to manage your expectations A lot of times disappointment or feeling like we didn't measure up or feeling like something didn't go quite right comes from misrepresented expectations. When we have expectations that are too high, expectations for ourselves, expectations for our house, expectations for our kids, for other people, for family members, whatever it is, if you hold expectations, you could hold the possibility of being disappointed. So as you go into the summer, it's unpredictable, especially with children, especially with work, especially with trying to incorporate all of these things, I want you to manage your expectations. And I want you to try as hard as you can to remain present in the moments you're in. If you're working, you're working. If you're playing, you're playing. If you're resting, you're resting. I know that's hard sometimes, but I want to encourage you to manage your expectations and to remain present. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. I cannot wait to connect with you more on Instagram and all over the place, but I'm cheering you on guys. I'm cheering you on mamas and I cannot wait to see and hear all that you accomplish this summer in terms of rest, in terms of play, and in terms of your work and your calling in this world.